0: For thousands of years, slavery was a normal and accepted part of human life. Until one day, it wasn't. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome to Weaver and Loom. Thank you so much for being here. And this week, we are talking about s- stories, telling stories of Men and women who have stood up against things that were said to be completely impossible, things that would never happen. Like yesterday, we talked about the Wright brothers and sister of how they were told human flight was impossible. You're never going to be able to do it. You don't have the government funding. You don't have the the education. You aren't the one. Yet they were the ones to figure out for the first time in all of human history how mankind Could fly. And today we are talking about slavery. It's something that is horrific and it was so prevalent hundreds of years ago, right? We're all familiar with how Africans, men and women, were taken out of Africa and brought into the New World and sold like cattle. They estimate 12 to 13 million people were taken out of Africa during the African slave trade. And this was normal. It said this will never end. Slavery will never be abolished. This will never happen until one day, William Wilberforce steps on the scene. He was born in 1757. Now, when we picture a hero coming to the scene, what do we picture? Well, probably think of this guy's parting We hear the angels singing, and we see a big, strong man or courageous woman who rises up to the challenge. But William Wilberforce was described as a sickly boy, and when he got into politics in 1780, he was not only sickly, pale, frail, but he was self-centered and egocentric. He would spend his times in gentlemen's clubs in gambling, in drinking. He wasn't really a person who had set his life around principles and goals to try to, to right the wrongs in the world. He was living for himself. But one day, as the story goes, he was actually traveling over the summer and he picked up some Christian literature and began reading. And he had this conversion of his soul and he re- centered his life around Christian principles, and under that conviction, he decided, you know what? I am going to live out my Christian principles in the world. So what did he do? Yeah, that's right. He decided to leave politics. He's like, that's it. Politics, it's a dirty game. Why am I even in this? I'm going to leave politics. But a gentleman by the name of Bennett Langton heard that he was about to leave politics and become a, a religious clergyman. When Bennett decides, no, there's something else that William Wilberforce needs to do in the earth, and that is to end slavery. So he ambushes him at a dinner party, and he comes over. He brings some of his friends who were ex-slaves, and he brings the chains that they were bound in. He brings the maps of the ship to show how men and women were stacked like cattle. Even worse, in these tight conditions where many of them would die as they were being shipped from Africa to Europe, to France, to the UK, to America. Many of them would die on board. And over the course of that dinner, they convinced William Wilberforce to dedicate his life to abolishing the slave trade, to making it completely illegal. So, Wilberforce says yes, and you can probably imagine... That next year he puts the motion to the parliament and what happens? Yep, that's right. It fails. Okay, probably, you know, second time. Tries again, it fails. Third time's a charm, right? Tries again, it fails. For 20 years, William Wilberforce tried everything imaginable to end and abolish the African slave trade. It took him 20 years until 1807 to finally put the nail in the coffin and abolish the slave trade, the African slave trade. But here's the thing. The African slave trade being abolished did not mean that slavery was abolished. It was still legal in England and it was still happening in the Americas and in Europe. So then what does Wilberforce do? Well, he is so consumed by living by his principles. He's so consumed about using his his influence to make a change in the world for the better, to help these people's lives, that he gives himself another 19 years of laboring day and night to end and abolish slavery. In 1816, he ends up retiring not seen Slavery abolished. He fails. After 39 years of fighting, he couldn't accomplish his goals. And it wasn't until he was on his deathbed in 1833 that he hears the news that in England, slavery was finally abolished and three days later, he dies. He dies as a man, satisfied, knowing that he gave his all. To end one of the most horrific trades of all mankind. Now, we know the stories of Abraham Lincoln, of how Abraham Lincoln stood up in America to end slavery there. And we may or may not know about modern slavery that's still happening today. You know, even though William Wilberforce did an amazing thing a few hundred years ago, today we're actually in maybe a worse place than we were then. Because then, During that time, only, only, I say only, 11 to 12 million people were taken out of Africa. And yet today, there are 40 million people in modern day slavery. That is, there's more people today enslaved than in all of history combined. Now, this looks like sex slavery. This looks like human trafficking. This looks like sweatshops. This, and one in, Four of these 40 million are actually children. So there's 10 million children who are trapped and caught in slavery. Every 30 seconds, another person is swept up into slavery. And today, a slave only costs $90. A child slave, to buy a child slave, it only costs $5. Whereas in Wilbur, Wil, William Wilberforce's time, it cost $40,000. The price of a human has dropped dramatically over the last couple hundred years, and it's horrific. So what I leave you with today is William Wilberforce stood up against the impossible. He stood up and he dared to challenge the systems and the status quo of of big business that were abusing and oppressing Millions of people and say, no, I can make a difference. I may be one sickly person, frail and pale. I don't look like a hero, but I can change the world. I can make a difference. And I want to challenge you and and put to you today to remember that there are still 40 million people in slavery and you and I can make a difference. So if you're interested to learn more about what's happening globally on this matter, there are some links in the show notes where you can learn, you can see some statistics, you can find out how to get involved. But I want you to remember that it requires people like you and I to stand up to make a difference in the world. So thank you for listening. Please, if you have any questions about this episode or any episode of Oh, in the future or weaver and loom i would love to hear your questions you can send them to me at lucascrobot.com or even dm me on instagram i would love to answer you there and if you ask a question i will put your question right here on the podcast also please if you are listening to this would you share it with a friend that they might listen to it with you as well thank you for listening this is weaver and loom where destiny is woven